Hi, everybody. This is Chris McCabe and here with Leah McHugh. We're the co-creators of the Seller Velocity Conference, which is coming up really soon in Bend, Oregon, April 28th and 29th. And Crystal Abiasi is one of our speakers at this year's conference. Hello, Crystal. Hey, Chris and Leah. How are you? So excited. So excited. Yeah. <laughs> we are excited that you're excited. And we like yeah. that you're, you're pretty much always excited every time we talk to you. <laughs> we need you extra excited in a different way for Bend, even after your long flights, right, to the United it's States. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it's we totally like fine. that. Yes. I love flying. Like, it's, it's such a privilege nowadays. That's yeah. true. Yeah. yeah. And there are people from all sorts of Western states in the United States, some people from yeah. the coast, of course, coming to this event. And we wanted to just talk to you briefly today about what you plan to speak yeah. about and maybe what your big emphasis will be given the number of brands you talk to, the number of people you interact with and the wonderful advice that you have. What are you kind of focused on this year for people? Well, first of all, Chris and Leah, thank you so much for having me as a speaker. It's honestly an honor to be a part of your fantastic conference. And I'm, I'm so excited to meet everyone who's going to be there, including all the other speakers and you guys in person as yeah. well, even though I feel like we already know each other. Yeah. This virtual world is amazing. But meeting in person, you know, that energy is just there's nothing like it. I know. So yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm thankful that you guys decided not to create another virtual conference and you're no, going to no, no. do it. Yeah, no more virtual. Yeah. <laughs> no more. No more. We will be so. telling, telling the world these are going to be in-person conferences. Yes, yeah. finally. That's it. It's done. No more virtual. Let's, let's go ahead and do some in-person conferences. So mm -hmm. thank you again. For anyone who doesn't know me or follow any of my content, I'm the founder of a company called Amazon Sellers Society. Primarily to our core, we are an Amazon account management agency. I set up the company about six or seven years ago, and I was trying to, and you're going to hear me use this term a lot, and this is something that I'm going to be including in what I'll be talking about during Seller Velocity is I was trying without even knowing to build a business based on blue ocean strategy. So have you heard about that? I'm sure you've heard about, or you've seen the book or maybe potentially yeah. read it because it's a very popular book. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know back then what blue ocean strategy was, but inherently that's how my mind actually operates. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to find these small to medium sized companies and brands, and I wanted to open the world of Amazon to them. However, I thought, okay, let me, where am I going to find these brands in a blue ocean where I'm not going to find any competitors? So I thought about the Middle East because that's where I'm originally from. So that's what we ended up doing. So that's why our headquarters are based in Dubai, not because Amazon didn't exist in Dubai, but right, right. what we were doing was we were actually helping those brands in the Middle East. Dubai is one of the friendliest and the UAE in general is one of the friendliest countries for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So that's what we were doing. Nothing related, you know, the Middle East as an e-commerce marketplace or as a place to sell online wasn't even even though I was living there or I'm living there, it wasn't even on my agenda or even on my radar back then. Mm -hmm. And then what happened was in 2019, Amazon finally said, okay, now it's time for me to move into the Middle East. Right. And they, they opened up their first marketplace 
They're first out of three, because now there are three in the Middle East, in the UAE where I was. And yeah. you know, you know how there's a term which I'm sure I'm gonna butcher, but like it was it was luck, but it took a lot of hard work. Right. <laughs> <You know? yeah. laughs> so a lot of people thought, oh my God, you're so lucky because you were there at the right time. Well, yeah, but I had a lot of hard work that led to me being there at the right time. Like the so overnight looks, success that takes years. Overnight, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So it looks like, oh, it's perfect. Like it's magical, but obviously nothing is. Anybody who's grown a business knows that it wasn't. So we started focusing a lot because we were getting a lot of demand from our clients, from people reaching out to us saying, okay, this is a new market. There's absolutely no information. We don't know anything about it. True Amazon and, style. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. And um, to add it's to it's that, to service providers to provide that information to Amazon business. Yeah, we've, we've spoken about that Except before. We're the okay. unspoken partners of information dissemination. You're yeah. welcome, Amazon. You know, <laughs> no, no so, check coming in the mail. No check, no, nothing. No, no sponsorship. Well, no nothing. Volunteer donated time. Yes. Yeah. So that's how we started focusing on the Middle East. And because of a lot of things, and honestly, because of market demand and because of the situation and the lockdowns in 2020, our business really, really took off in the Middle East. And what we ended up doing was we created a YouTube channel and we started putting out even more content and people were finding us this way. So European brands, US-based brands, anybody who needed information, because the information wasn't out there, not just for Amazon, but also logistical information. How do I get my products into the country? Even though all of the partners were there, but the dots weren't aligning for anyone, and it wasn't really clear. And as you guys know, you might be a seven, eight, nine-figure seller, but that doesn't mean you know how to sell in a completely different country where you've potentially maybe never even visited. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's how we started focusing a hundred percent on the Middle East. And we decided this is how we're going to be growing. Mm-hmm. So what I'm going to be focusing on in the conference is talking about why you as a brand or uh, as a business should be selling on Amazon in the Middle East. Again, not sponsored, nothing. I have nothing other than <laughs> my belief yeah, in the fact that, yeah. You're an ambassador for e-commerce <laughs> in the Middle East in yeah, general. It's not just I should, Amazon, right? I should get that title. For sure, it's not just Amazon. Right. You're an e-commerce but, ambassador for Middle East marketplace. Yes, yes. And thank you so you, much. You, you, that's actually what's all of her, her visa. I'll, I'll <laughs> and take I hope that title. Your business card. But, be, but when we were first, when we were first learning about you and your business, yeah. I mean, that's what came into my mind. That was yeah. my first experience with you personally, your business, your yeah. company was, yeah. okay, so this is not a well-known concept in terms of e-commerce marketplace consultants for the Middle East specifically, for Amazon. Sure. Yeah, we, we know a lot of people in the community. We know a lot of sellers. We know a lot of business owners, investors, whatever. And the Middle East wasn't coming up right. that much. 100%. And, and, and so you are kind of the primary source for all of this information. And you might stay that way for years, right? You might be fielding questions, especially after the conference. Yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm very happy. But let me tell you why I'm so obsessed with the Middle East. And it has to do with my love for Blue Ocean. 
So mm-hmm. after a while, a few years ago, I was so obsessed with this whole blue ocean strategy that I actually went back to university and got certified in the blue ocean. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I had it inherently. That's how my mind operated even before I knew what blue ocean was. But when I got certified in it, I just completely understood why it was such an incredible concept. So, and, you know, that's what we're going to be showcasing in the conference. The fact that the Middle East is a blue ocean in and of itself. So the idea behind blue ocean strategy is it's basically the simultaneous pursuit of differentiation and low cost. Who does not want that? And it basically opens up a new market space or the idea or following a blue ocean strategy opens up a new market space for you and creates new demand, which potentially means that you leave a red ocean. The reason why it's called the red ocean is because it's bloody with competition. Too many, too many sharks eating each other in it. Exactly. So when you want to think about expanding your business, whether you want to create a new product line, which obviously I'm going to give you a few examples of where Blue Ocean was actually used when companies created new product lines, or you might think, well, I have these fantastic products. Where can I go and where can I sell these products where I can find a blue ocean, uh, a place where I can find a lot of customers, where Amazon and e-commerce is peaking. It's not at its peak. It's like a hockey stick. And people have money. They want to spend. And people have money. These are oil-rich countries and and (laughs) people make a lot of money here and they like to spend that money, just like any other country, for sure. Just like any other region. And they love to invest it as well. Right. Not just leisure income spending. Everybody knows how to spend leisure income if they have that much money, but they also are looking, they're getting more into investing in e-commerce. For sure. So once you want to explore the idea of blue ocean, you can think about a brand. I'm not sure if if you've ever heard about, I I think you should have heard about it. So it's called Yellowtail. Yellowtail is a wine brand. Oh yeah. You know them, Yeah. yeah. Yes. I think it was the fastest growing wine brands in U.S. history. Just three years and it was it did incredibly well. So the idea behind it was they said, "Okay, we're not going to just follow the normal way of how you would sell a wine and, you know, giving it these really fancy names that most people don't know how to pronounce (laughs) and and get all of these fancy grapes that most people don't know what what these grapes are. I just want a nice tasting wine Mm -hmm. that's affordable. That's all that I want. So that's what they created. They basically removed all of the faff around the wine Mm -hmm. and the whole wine industry. And they just, they created a complete blue ocean by themselves. They're still selling wine. However, you cannot say, oh, I will buy Yellowtail or another Mm -hmm. brand because it's just completely different. Mm -hmm. And so many other companies have been able to follow that strategy. Well, for me, I'm not going to be talking about how you can develop a product. I'm rather going to be talking about how you can develop, how you can start in a new marketplace and what you should look for both uh, when it comes to operations, but also how to make sure that your products are going to be successful in a marketplace like the Middle East, because the challenging part is 
There are no tools that are currently operating here, the tools that normally sellers rely on. And other tools, of course, tools like give you concrete data for sure, Mm -hmm. but they don't tell you whether people are going to accept your product, yes or no, whether culturally your product is relevant, yes or no. So those are the things that we're going to definitely be talking about. So there's a lot of information and I hope uh, people are going to see how simple it is and how easy it is for them to move into this market. Sure. It's not foreign to people to open an account or start exactly. selling in a new marketplace. Exactly. It's just that this marketplace might be different than other marketplaces, right. but that as a concept, isn't that new either. So we're hoping you 100%. get really good questions yeah. from our attendees. hundred percent. Yeah. And the thing is, Chris, that I think a lot of people would wonder like, okay, but like, it's easier for me to go to Europe, like to Germany, right. to the right. UK, or why should I go to, to, to the Middle East? So those are the things that we're going to be talking about. Maybe you shouldn't come to the Middle East. Maybe that's not the right move for you now. But at least let's put it in your agenda. Maybe mm-hmm. it's something that you want to do in two years. But right. you need to be aware that this option is there. And for some people, especially some brands, they find that their products are already in the Middle East. Yeah. Other people are selling their products <laughs> yeah. and, and, yeah. and they're shocked to find that what <laughs> like this, <laughs> how are my products already there? And they're selling very well. Okay. So I might as well just move it. Right. Yeah, right. absolutely. Or even, yeah. you know, if their products don't currently fit in that market, maybe consider developing a line of your products that would fit that market better. Right. For sure. That's a good point. Yes. Of course, at the end of the day, there's no specific culture here because it's like 90% of people living in the Middle East and the the top three countries, Mm. maybe 90% is an exaggeration, but a very high percentage are expats from all over the world. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure anybody watching this knows somebody that lives in Dubai, for example, or or has been living in Dubai for, or lived in Dubai for a particular long period of time so it's a very cosmopolitan country let Mm -hmm. alone like an emirate and the whole region is the same so it's kind of difficult to say oh yes this is the culture it's an arab culture because it's not anymore so it is it is kind of difficult to try to assess whether your products are going to succeed yes or no so we're going to be talking about all of those things of what you can do to ensure and to figure out if this is a market that's appropriate for you right now. Like market research, the same way when you're doing any new marketplace. Right. Uh, for that sure, for sure. Well, we've got questions for you. Yep. We'll save them for the conference. We know that our Oops. attendees... <laughs> Maybe always... I'll actually get time to sit in on some of the breakout sessions yeah, this year. Yeah, it's a um, <laughs> two-day event this year. Last year we had, in Boston, we had a very packed single day. We're not going to do that anymore. We're doing 28th and 29th of April, Bend, Oregon, and they've got a great local startup community there, brands that are there. So you will also find it interesting. I think being in the Northwestern or West Coast US and and meeting some people, it's just different from the Northeastern US. Culturally, the business community is different and we're looking forward to people appreciating those differences. Yeah, definitely. Perfect. Thanks again yeah. for joining Thank us guys. for coming to Bend with us. Looking forward to meeting you it's in person. Me too. Me too. Thank you so Me much, too. guys. Thanks, Crystal. Thanks.